Welcome to the Cinematic Adventures podcast. Podcast, podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Jackie. And today, Jackie is going to be ranking the Marvel movies because I haven't seen them all. The MCU, specifically. Yeah, yeah um, you're going to be ranking the MCU. And when you said that I couldn't, I'm like, oh no, less work. <laughs> right. Um, to be fair, I the total amount of work i put into this was about five minutes i knew also it. fucking knew it <laughs> do you have any idea how many times i've seen every marvel movie about seven thousand in the theaters okay. on a marathon what no, in the I've only, <laughs> okay so full marathons i've only done two mm-hmm. <laughs> mini marathons i've done many um so but also like i will if i turn on the tv like back when i paid for cable um, if I turned on the TV and Captain America Civil War was on, well, that's what I'm doing now. It doesn't matter what I was turning on the TV to watch. I'm now <laughs> watching Captain America Civil War because fuck you, it's on. And I like, there, my cousin one time saw me do that and she was like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I can't not watch this. <laughs> she was like, yeah, you can. And I, mean, I was like, if you grab the remote, right? I will hurt you. <laughs> <laughs> And the next thing you know, she was watching it too. And she was like, how come I never saw this? And I'm like, because you're not awesome. Anyway. <laughs> That's a technical term. Doctors technical. say yeah. that if you don't watch it, then you're not awesome. Doctor Strange in particular. Um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah, no, it's it like literally, oh man, I, oh. Okay, so I was torn when, um, when Disney Plus came out because Endgame debuted on it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't, like ceremonially, ceremonially, I cannot watch anything on Disney Plus until I've seen Endgame on Disney Plus. But every time I went to watch it, I would be like, it's going to tear you up, don't do it. And so I like couldn't emotionally bring myself to watch it again, which is funny because I am like the least emotional person in real life. But then when it comes to like Marvel movies and the NFL, I like lose my shit. It's very so, <laughs> right. So, like, I, I couldn't watch it for, like, I, I basically was paying for Disney Plus for, like, weeks. And I was like, okay, I've, I finally made peace. I can do this. I can watch All My Heroes Die Again. And I finally <laughs> watched Endgame. And then, like, when it was over, I just wanted to watch it again. It's a weird thing with me. I don't fully understand it myself. It's very funny. It took me a while to do it, and then I wanted to do it immediately. Like, it's – plus it's three hours. That's another thing, because at the time I was working – and it, I'd want to watch it at like two o'clock in the morning and be like, well, I have to work at like 10. So that's not a great idea to start a three hour movie then. Um, so that, that hampered it a lot. Cause there were many times where I was like, okay, let's do this. But then I was like, and then you'll like hate everybody at work tomorrow. And because the last thing you saw was in game, you'll be an emotional wreck. Maybe <laughs> don't. And I was like, yeah, it's probably not a good idea. So um yeah so okay my way of ranking i am not i'm gonna disappoint people because i'm not gonna go one two three to 23 because there are so many especially the top ones i can't what's how how am i gonna pick it's like picking your favorite children like Mm. there are like five or six marvel movies that i'm like 
these are my relatives. Like I can't say <laughs> that I like that I love one more than the other. They're just they're part of me now. Um, but then there are like the rest I can be like, yeah, 23, 22, 21. So like your top 10 is going to be a mess. No, well, the top five is five. And I'm literally going to say in no particular order and just name all of them. All right. Like I might do it in release order because I don't want there to be any kind of like thought that there's favoritism because these are like my children. Uh, release date order sounds good to me. Um, okay. So, do you want to start at the bottom and then work yeah, to the top? Yeah, work to the top. All right. Here's the fun part. You ready? Oh, I'm excited. Okay, so um, I did I, – uh, here's another – before we get to that, um, another quick aside. I did manage to rank them instead of, like, one, two, three. I, I can give them all a ranking of A, B, C, and D. Mm. A, a, B, C, D, and F. There are two films that I would give, like, a D minus. Oh, like One the, of them maybe um, an F. I think it's the tier list. The what? People do tier lists on YouTube where they go like, this is the superior one, and then there's A, B, C, D, E, and F. Oh, yeah, no, but yeah. Like, I didn't do that, but I just, like, ranked them, like, you know, like in school. Like, you know, F is failing, A is oh. good job. Oh, now I get it. Okay. Yeah. So I can't wait. Um, so, starting with my two that I would consider to be, if not, an, ugh, I, don't, I don't consider them F. Let's be fair. This ranking is within the Marvel lexicon, not just as a movie in general, okay? As Marvel movies go, these get a grade of D minus because I, I, I can't give a Marvel movie an F. Oh, that would be impossible. It, I mean, it would be possible. And if I could give a Marvel movie an F, it would be Iron Man 3. At me, bitches. Iron Man 3 is the one movie that until Endgame, you could have completely skipped it and you miss nothing. It actually contradicts part of the lore brought up in Iron Man, Iron Man 2, and Avengers. Which and then, of course, in, um, in the next Avengers, Age of Ultron, where Tony just shows up. Not only, so at the end of Iron Man 3, he gets the arc reactor removed from his heart, which means he no longer needs it, right? Right. Um, and then he, he had destroyed all of his um, Iron Man suits. So the next time we see him in Age of Ultron. That's a thing to happen in a cinematic universe movie. And a the third one end- of, like, 90. Yeah, a great ending to, like, if, if it was the definitive trilogy, like The Dark Knight Rises, where it's like, this is the end. It doesn't matter. Then, then right. you do that. But to have that in, like, his third movie... Is, Out of, like, 16. No. really dumb. <laughs> yeah. So um, after he does that, the next time we see him, he's in, in Age of Ultron, and he's got... Not only is he in an Iron Man suit himself, and also, if you watch that movie carefully, when he's walking through the hallway, there's a, um, the, the center of his chest is still bright blue, as if he's got an arc reactor in there. So they just, like, they throw away their own cannon. Like, fuck it. So, like, there's, because there's a, um, when he's walking through, like, as soon as he gets into the castle, and he's going after the stuff, and he finds the secret door, there's a, a scene where it's really dark, and you see the blue circle in his chest again. And I'm like, wait, I thought he got rid of that. But no, apparently not. So um, not only that, but then he shows up with Iron Legion. Okay, so after he got rid of all of his Iron Man suits and the arc reactor that was in his chest, he's still in an Iron Man suit that's brand new and even better and more improved than the other ones. 
after he threw it away and, and got rid of it from his chest saying, I don't have to be Iron Man anymore. Also, if he could have a surgery to have that removed, why in Blue Perfect Hell didn't he do that in Iron Man 1? Or in Iron Man 2, when he was getting poisoned by the Palladium because of the arc reactor in his chest. If he could have had a surgery to have that removed, that would have been a great fucking time to do that, right? Sounds really, really stupid. Right? I don't remember so, this, this movie much. I do remember that I saw it. And not in the same way that I remember that I saw for, uh, for Ragnarok. And it turns out <laughs> that I didn't. But I actually like remember sitting down and seeing this. But I remember nothing about it. Because it's not memorable in the least. Mm. And it... Uh, the, okay, so a lot of people <coughs> think This came out that right people, after Avengers. Yes. What it was the first of? film after Avengers. Um, it, it didn't come out right after Avengers, but it was the first film after Avengers. Because um, Avengers came out... Oh my god. Didn't Avengers come out in uh, uh, 2012. July? Yeah, but July was it July or was it April? You're or, was the it wrong July person. or May? Actually, yeah, I think I think Avengers came out in May. I want to say and yes. Iron Man came out in July. Uh, I might be wrong. I, they may have come out the same year. Uh, no, 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 no. They didn't. Iron Man Avengers three came out in 2013. Yeah, it, but it was the next Avengers. It was the next uh, MCU movie. Yeah, but yeah, I think Avengers came out in May of 2012. And Iron Man 3 came out in July, I want to say, of 2013. I want to say July because I think that he was like the big blockbuster. I remember it was there was all the hype. And then I saw it and I was like, that was what the hype was for? Now, the thing that pisses me off about this is that a lot of people say, oh, don't get pissed at the whole Mandarin Switch thing. There are a lot of people that like The Last Jedi. Like, it, we didn't see that coming. It, it subverted our expectations. First I of all. Hate, I hate. Hang on. First of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, I hate you subverted our expectations, therefore it's good. If Iron Man turned out to be a porn star, that wouldn't have, I wouldn't have expected that, therefore it would have been great. Nope, it would have sucked. It would have been dumb. Subverting mm-hmm. our expectations isn't quality, it's stupid. Sometimes what we it's suspect, a gimmick. yeah, sometimes what we suspect is the, the thing that we want to happen. For example, um, I'm not ranking these because I'm not allowed to, and also I can't be bothered. Um, but, <laughs> Nobody's not allowing you but to. <laughs> you sort of did, and I was, and I didn't fight you on it. Um, and so, for example, uh, in Thor Ragnarok, the best Thor movie and one of the best movies ever. Um, I knew from the fucking beginning, see first scene. I'm like, oh, I know exactly how this movie's gonna end. Still, the best Thor movie. So fuck you, subvert expectations. Yeah. You know what subverted expectations? The fact that Thor 3 was good. (laughs) I I will say, Iron Man 3 definitely subverted my expectations because I expected it to be good because there was so much hype around it after, you know, with it being the first solo film after the big team up of the Avengers. It was like, ooh, what's going to happen? What are we going to get? And here's the thing. So, okay, so a lot of people say... Oh, you just didn't like it because of the Mandarin twist. Well, first of all, that is a valid thing to dislike. I mean, especially if you're Asian. Because a lot of Asians have to point out that the MCU, and they do this specifically because because China is a huge market. And China will just straight up say no if a film has a Chinese person as a villain. The Mandarin in the comics is Chinese. So because of that, they changed the Mandarin to not being Chinese. Okay, but... You can just, you can still keep them Asian. You can make them, 
Japanese, you can make them Indonesian. You can, there are tons of different Chinese races that you can choose or Chinese countries. They don't have to be from China. Did I say Chinese? I meant yeah, Asian. you did. You there are tons Asian. of, I was like, as I said that, I'm like, did I just say Chinese several times? There are yeah. tons of different Asian countries that have nothing to do with China. Didn't the same so thing you can with you could have made them from the Philippines. It could have you could have been from anywhere. Um, but no, but, they just want to kind of like they, they just want to go away from the whole Asian race thing just to appease China so that they can you know because China is a huge part of the world uh, movie market. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, they're pissing off actual Asians in the United States and the rest of the world, like they um, did with Doctor Strange. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, the thing with the Mandarin twist, um, the thing that I want to that I want to know is isn't the Mandarin basically like the Joker, but for Iron Man, it's his biggest villain. Yes and no. Yes, I, the Mandarin is Tony Stark's biggest villain in the comics. No, he's nothing like the Joker. No, the no, he's like no the what Joker I meant. He's the biggest. No, no, what I meant. I meant isn't the Mandarin the biggest Iron Man villain? Yes. Imagine if the you ten will. Ranks, yeah. Imagine if you will. Just for the people that say you shouldn't have gotten pissed off that he wasn't the Mandarin. Imagine that the first time ever in the 1989 Batman movie, the Batman movie that everyone loves and is perfect. <laughs> the, but in that movie, that guy was like marketed as the Joker. Everyone loves the Joker. Holy shit, Joker, first time taken seriously in 1989 Batman. Holy shit. And then it turns out he's just a party clown. And he's yeah, not and Joker. he's really just a puppet that is being used by some villain that like is far less like. Well, I mean, um, if, if the Joker as a villain in the comics, if the but, Joker was working for the Riddler, that's what this would have yeah. been like. Yes, dumb. So dumb so again, twist. like so that is so. First of all, that's a valid complaint because <sighs> mm-hmm. a lot of people want to say it's not valid because you know the Marvel's hands were tied because of the whole you know the chinese market thing but my thing is like i said like it it is a valid complaint um also it that has very little to do with why i didn't like that film that's just one thing that i like usually when i complain about iron man 3 that's one of the fewest things Uh, like it's one of the things that i don't even think of until when i get started because the biggest thing is that it broke its own you know it broke the canon that came before Mm-hmm. The whole, with the fact that he could get, the main thing that pisses me off is the fact that he has it removed from his chest. Again, mm-hmm. if he could do that, why didn't he do it in the first two movies, especially in Iron Man 2, when he was dealing with the, 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 um, the poisoning from the palladium, wouldn't it have made more sense for him to just be like, oh, I'm being poisoned. I need to have this taken out of my chest. What the fuck? He literally had to invent an entire element. What? I'm sorry, but when How? you don't, when you break canon, I don't like it. And that's what happened in Iron Man 3. That's very funny. He had to invent an element. Who invents an element? He did. Well, if you, like, remember in Iron Man 2, he had yeah. to invent the element that he ended up putting in his chest. I know, but, like, not that's poison just him. And if he could have just had a surgery, like, let's face it, if he could have just had a surgery, he would have had that surgery in Iron Man 1. That would have <laughs> been how Iron Man 1 ended. But no, he didn't, because it was seen that, like, because, like, even at different, even in the Avengers, in the Avengers, he points to it and says, this is keeping me alive. It's keeping the shrapnel from hitting my heart. So if there, it, like, if at any time he thought that a surgery could save his life, he would have done it. Is Marvel just ignoring Iron, Iron Man, Man 3? 3? And then on top of that, if you take Iron Man 3 completely out of the lexicon uh-huh. and you just, like, 
and you look at all the rest of the times we see Tony Stark, it changes nothing. Yeah. Folks, nothing uh, that happens in Iron Man 3 affects anything that happens in the rest of the movies except for Endgame. I find Endgame it, is the first time. But I, I find feel like the, they had to go back to pull something to like to uh, be like, oh yeah, we need to incorporate like Iron Man 3 into this. 2013 was a bad year for Marvel because you had Iron Man 3, which like people hate and then Thor Ragnarok and Thor the, Thor, Dark, the Dark World, World. which no one remembers. Yeah. I I remember it. It's just it wasn't it wasn't that great. Yeah, um, but uh, but like everyone after those two, I bet people were saying Marvel's over. And then uh, Captain yeah. America came out and everyone was like Marvel's back. No, uh, people weren't saying that because we'd already had the trailers for both Guardians of the Galaxy and Captain America. Well, that helps. America Winter Soldier. Okay, so because so, by the time Thor the Dark World came out the trailers for the next movies were already out. We were like, oh, these are going to be awesome. And, so, we were, um, and you're right. Uh, so yes. uh, what's next? The next movie, which, okay, so again, if you could give a grade, the F would be to Iron Man 3. The D minus, maybe D plus, would be to Age of Ultron. Okay, so Age of Ultron. Okay, so before you get into it, Age of Ultron is the one where Marvel was interfering a lot. They're like, put all this stuff in. Right, put all yeah. this stuff in, and do that, and then everyone hated it. And then after that, you had uh, Iron Man three and Thor: Dark World, which were already being made. But by like, no, hang on, no, no, that's uh, eight, Iron so, Man three came immediately after Avengers. Age of okay. Ultron came right before Ant Man. Sorry, I was just looking. I was looking at my list, and it's I just was looking at the wrong one. So uh, okay. Age of Ultron was like, oh shit, if we interfere things go terribly. And it, it's very fascinating that after Age of Ultron, like, you had far better movies consistently. Okay, so there's more to that than what you think. First okay. of all, Age of Ultron was not given poor reviews. It was well-received, actually. Well, yeah, all of them, um, are, I think. The, uh, yeah, even Iron Man 3. Iron Man 3 is, like, one of the highest-grossing films in the MCU before uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Actually, before Black Panther. I think Black Panther broke the mold, and then the rest well, of them Iron were like, Man, oh, million dollars every time. That makes sense for <laughs> Iron Man 3, because it came right after Avengers. Because it came right after Avengers, exactly. It basic, so that's the thing. You have, to look at, um, you have to look at every movie as, it's not necessarily making it on the merit on its own. It's making it, in, movies in a universe, it's making it on the merit of the movie that came before it. Solo tanked because everybody hated The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. Iron Man 3 did well because everybody loved The Avengers. Yeah, that's, that's so, the risk that you take when you make a cinematic universe. People yeah. judge the next movie based on the previous one. Yes. Um, so with Age of Ultron, um, what was happening in the background was a restructuring in the power, like in the power levels of power. Um, at this time was around when they were wheeling and dealing for things like Inhumans. Um, and Kevin Feige was going up against Ike Perlmutter. Um, so that's why there was so much studio interference. It wasn't Feige interfering. It was Feige's bosses interfering. And through that power struggle, um, through what ended up happening, because I, I, I don't remember because it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure what happened was um, Bob Iger was like, okay, you know what? When we let Feige do his thing, he brings us tons of money. So Perlmutter, you're in front, you're in charge of the TV division, and you're not gonna fuck with Feige anymore. Feige, oh, that's what happened. you can have the you can have the um you know you can do whatever you want. 
within reason with the cinematic universe. And as long as you keep bringing us hits, we won't fuck with you. Okay. And so uh, also, during that time, there was a lot of like, that was when they were planning to do things like Black Panther. That was when Disney was starting the talks to get, um, to get Spider-Man. It just wasn't, it hadn't worked yet. Mm -hmm. um, but like, there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that's like political stuff that ends up affecting what's happening. And um, the end result was at the time, yeah, Perlmutter was interfering like, like mad in production. And he's the one, he interfered in Iron Man 2. He interfered in, um, I, think, I think, Thor The Dark World and in Age of Ultron. Like, all right up until the Age bad of Ultron, ones. his fingerprints were all over it. Um, I don't consider Iron Man too bad. But yeah, he, like, this, anytime you hear studio interference, most of that was Ike Perlmutter. Okay, so they split him off. And yeah, they put the, him in charge of TV. And the MCU and was better for it. Yes. Well, as you saw, like when he got his way, it was the Inhumans. Oh, God. Enough said. That's right a movie so, that's a TV show so bad that I know it's terrible despite not having seen it. I saw the first seven episodes and was like, I know there are only three left. I don't fucking care. Yep. I'm done. Um, I think so, that's the, is that the only MCU slash MCU TV thing to ever just crash and burn? Um, well, no. Season two of, of Agent Carter did. Oh, not Agent Carter. I love Agent Carter. Well, season... I haven't seen the show, though, so maybe that's the problem. I went off the rails. You haven't seen the show? No, but I love the character. Oh, that's a shame. Oh. I, like everyone else, I'm like, she's great, and then just didn't bother. Well, that's why she's not around <laughs> anymore. Um, so with, it, with Age of Ultron, oh, so much wrong with it. The, the main issue I had with that was, again, breaking your own rules. You showed us in this movie multiple times quicksilver being faster than a bullet oh my god quicksilver was in bullet, yeah to I'm the point where not. a bullet is in slow motion to him and you kill him off by having him get shot by get like riddled with bullets i bet you when in the process of saving someone i bet you a thousand dollars that someone else was meant to die but then they're like okay i am okay almost positive that so i'm i'm pretty sure that what happened was so joss whedon has this thing okay okay he's he's pretty much like you know how like some directors are very like they're or it's not even it's not even a director thing it's a writer thing for him um he wants he's kind of like george rr R. martin he wants you to fall in love with the characters and then every season he's going to kill off one of your favorites um and so that that's like joss whedon's thing and so in um, in Avengers, oh, you did write he, it. Yeah, he wrote Avengers and Age of Ultron. Um, in Avengers, he like you know remember the scene where it's like you think everybody's gonna die when like everybody's battered and beaten and everything, and the yep. very end you think like maybe Tony's gonna die, but then he's not. He's alive, and it's like oh, it's okay. Um, yeah. Then the next time he he's there is Avengers: Age of Ultron. And I can guarantee you he wanted to kill off Hawkeye, which is why we got Hawkeye's, um, Hawkeye's whole family scene. And they, the story they tell is that, like, Renner didn't want to come back to just be, like, used again. So they were like, oh, no, 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 we're going to give your character more depth. And I'm telling you, he, want, he gave his character more depth because he was going to kill him off. And he wanted it to be emotional. That scene, like, if you think about it, the scene went, how did, how did Quicksilver die? He was protecting Hawkeye. Oh. I'm telling you, Hawkeye was supposed to die then. There you go. And then most likely Disney said no, because Hawkeye's one of the Avengers and people love him. So 
Oh, did, did this like, right, also fine, fuck start... you, you let me kill off one of my characters. I'll kill off a new one. So he killed off Quicksilver. In the least, in the way that makes the least sense possible. Not only that, but like, who gives a shit about Quicksilver in this movie? No one. So there's no um, emotional, like, there's no, there's nothing to connect um, us to Quicksilver unless it's um, Well, there was, because he, had, he tied it to Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Because they're like, the emotional payoff was Scarlet Witch could feel the moment that, um, that Pietro died. And that's when she killed, you know, Ultron. Also, this is the one time when I have to pull a comic nerd and go, no, 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 you're doing it wrong. You fucked it up. No. Age of Ultron in the comics was an actual age. And it was really cool because it turns out that the Ultron robots that were defeating everyone in the present actually came from Ultron. They were being controlled by um, Vision. And he was being controlled by Ultron in the future because in the future, Ultron figured out, Hey, they'll never see me coming because I'm not going to physically be there. They won't look for it. You know, they're not going to notice vision. Age so, of Ultron um, versus the week of chaos. Right. And then, and like, also why would an AI shoot? First of all, the AI doesn't need humans. He's, he's AI. He can, you saw he can create an entire army of himself. Yep. So realistically, Age of Ultron should have looked closer to Westworld, where one like where Dolores like okay season three spoilers Dolores clones her like has she basically clones herself and puts multiple versions of herself out into Westworld. End of West end of spoilers for that. Um, Age of Ultron would have looked like that. Like he would have just used multiple versions of himself, like he did. Instead of having them all be meaningless, like, murder bots, anything he needed to do, he has the ability to be in any, in as many different places at one time as he needs to. Why does he need to take on the Avengers? Because he was like, oh, the Avengers are the ones who could stop me. Why, though? Because they're just humans, and if he wanted to destroy the world, he could just start destroying the world. Yep. Which is what he does in Age of Ultron, in the, in the comics. He doesn't go after the Avengers. He just starts destroying the world. Doesn't he? And when the Avengers start to challenge him, they start to die. What? Doesn't he drop a country? Is, is that what happens? Yes. In that movie? In, in, the, okay, so, in the movie, he picks up Sokovia and drops it down because he's locked out from... Because Jarvis is still technically somewhat oh, alive. Kobe, and he's locking a, Ultron out of, um, from the, the security codes from doing nuclear weapon, you know, so he can't, like, just nuke the world to kill all the humans. So that's Sokovia, which led to the Sokovia Accord in Civil War. Yes. Okay, so here's Um, here's my thing with uh, with, um, Age of Ultron. You're right. I liked it because, like, there's tons of character stuff that they do, which I appreciate, but the story's trash. And by trash, I mean just mildly annoying. Um... It's more than mildly annoying if you've read the actual arc of Age of Ultron in the comics. Oh yeah, you know it's, it how must cool be, that can be. It and must then be you see extremely that. disappointing. Yes, um, definitely. A, so, do you want to talk about Black Widow in this, or do you want to wait until Avengers? That well, again, that's the other reason why there are multiple reasons why. So, I don't put these at the bottom lightly. Like there are tons of reasons. Another reason is that forced psycho fuck romance with her being with the one person in the comics that she's not with. Like, in the comics, she ends up in a relationship with Clint, Tony, Steve, 
So many people. The one person that I cannot ever think of her ever being with is Bruce Banner. Why the fuck did you put her with Bruce Banner? She had so in the last the last movie that Whedon does, he has her terrified of the Hulk for some fucked up reason, which is goes against character. And now he's just determined to fuck up Black Widow. Now all of a sudden she's like her fear has turned into some kind of weird crush. There's no chemistry between them. None There's no at chemistry all. between the actors. It came out of nowhere. There's no chemistry between the character. If her, it should be Captain America. That's the person she's got the chemistry with. And we saw that in Winter Soldier. But, oh, so stupid. So stupid. Um, apparently, anyway, moving on. Because okay, that's fine. Um, what were you going to say? <laughs> uh, apparently, her and Hawkeye were uh, like sort of related or something. They, oh, in, the, in Age of Ultron? They retconned it so that they're just best friends. Okay. Um, cool. In the because comics, it felt like they were siblings, and then when when it t- when I thought that so, they were going, yeah, like oh, you mean in the movie? In the movie, I thought yeah. that I thought that they were like related or adopted or something, and I was like, and I felt I felt that I I didn't know what was going on with them. You see, and that's all Age of Ultron's fault. Um, yeah. in the comics. The way Black Widow enters into the Avengers, the way she enters the story is by trying to steal the Iron Man suit from Tony. Um, the way she enters funny. S.H.I.E.L.D. is Hawkeye was supposed to kill her. And um, I'm sorry, that was the, that's the, the retcon in uh, Avengers. And S.H.I.E.L.D., um, Hawkeye decided to go good and he was in a romantic relationship with black widow and he convinced her to follow along there you go um and then she then and they were together for a while and then they weren't and then she was with daredevil like i said she's been with almost every male in the marvel universe good except for bruce will except bruce uh bruce yeah. banner <laughs> you, you, no, I, I, I did say i, I know what was going through your head bruce willis then bruce no not that one either come on I no can, i almost bruce said banner. bruce wayne yeah, you because I, I was thinking Batman. <laughs> yeah, you almost said Bruce Willis, and then you said almost, and then you almost said Bruce Wayne, and then you're like, no, I both times I, I almost said Bruce Wayne. Okay, there's lots and lots of no, fucking names. Yeah. Um, okay, so oh, Iron Man three, Age of Ultron. Um, so the ones that get like a D plus, uh-huh. like they're almost not a D, maybe a C minus. Uh, Thor: The Dark World, just because it is insufferable thor being thick-headed and if loki is not in the scene does anybody give a shit it's it's another padme anakin forced romance because he and jane don't really have chemistry this is and she should really hang out with the dude that she's going on a date with because at least he's human and he's on earth this is the Um, thor movie that made chris hemsworth and uh natalie portman question mark yeah Okay, it made it made, it made, made them, them it made them not want to do Thor. You no, know, it made them not want to be Thor. Not right. want to do Thor because Natalie Portman was sick of being the stupid love interest that does nothing, and Thor was um, sick. And Chris Hemsworth was sick of being the stupid hammer guy. Yeah, he um, really was stupid. Um, she was smart, but then she kept like they prove how brilliant she is, and then she throws all that away the minute Thor walks in, and I'm yeah. like. Oh, that sounds like something you'd get sick of and now yeah. now and they're both back because of our lord and savior oh for uh, fuck's sake <laughs> i really like yeah i really like thor ragnarok I, um yeah. 
We've so, heard you say that about a million times. Uh-huh. So, Follow the Dark World movie. Yeah, so, did you, you, that's right, you didn't see it. I just one. skipped it. I didn't care. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Unlike Iron Man 3, it doesn't break lore, and it actually adds to the lore, because it's the first explanation we get for, well, no. It, it's the, yeah, it's the first explanation of how the Infinity Stones came to be. Um, I think Guardians of the Galaxy mention it, but I believe Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is later, because Thor the Dark World comes right after Iron Man 3. Yeah, because the first Iron time Man 3, we hear... Because Iron Man 3, Thor the Dark World, Captain America, and then Guardians. Yeah, and then Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, I, um, so Thor the Dark World is the first time we hear of the Infinity Gems. And um, it's when uh, Odin gives us, you know, the little rundown. So because of that, and also uh, Frigga dying was very, like, and it was heartfelt. So because of that, I'm not willing to throw it all away. It's just, it was so boring the way that it was told. And it was, it, it focused too much on actual Thor. And Thor at that point was just a dull character. So it was just like, nobody gives a shit. Um, so next up is Ant-Man and the Wasp. I put it on equal footing just because it's like, with the exception of the end, you don't really need it. Like it does, it is, it, it is canon. Like it adds to the canon because um, the very end, the quantum tunnel is how Endgame gets resolved. But the actual movie itself, not the post, like not the very end of the movie or the post credit scenes, but the actual like the end, or actually that was a post credit scene. So yeah, the movie itself adds nothing to the canon of Marvel at all. I don't think it doesn't it take anything away to... from it, but it just doesn't do anything for it. And it's not very entertaining either. Well, it's there's just like, that bit. I yeah. it, there's the uh it doesn't add to the canon, which I don't care that much about. Uh if which it adds I care whole... you definitely do. <laughs> uh, do. but it's the fact that it's uh the movie itself isn't that good. It's okay. So it's not, it's not but I, bad, but it's just like a rehash of the first one. But it's like, we've seen this before and I feel like it would have been better almost if it just leaned into the wasp and it had it just been like the wasp with what Ant-Man was doing <coughs> during Infinity War. I, my favorite jokes in Ant-Man and the Wasp are about the fact that um, Hope is given a way better suit and then, and um What's his name? Scott is really pissed about it. It's and he's like, "Oh, you didn't have wings when you built my suit." And it's like, "No, I did." <laughs> no, he just we just thought that you were an idiot, and we didn't want to give you that responsibility. I mean, he's uh, not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I barely want to give you the suit at all. Don't push it. I will say there is one thing that does kind of break canon, but it only breaks its own canon, so it doesn't break all of MCU canon. Oh, please! Edmund's um, canon was broken the moment he went subatomic. No, it wasn't. No, it broke its own rules because it's just like you, the, the atoms get closer together and then they go smaller than an atom, which is just like... Oh, so, oh, so technically, technically, if you want like the theory of how Ant-Man can shrink and grow, that's broken every time he does anything. Yeah. Because if he can, when he gets small like that, he should technically still have the mass of a human man, which means there's no way he can run on a gun. Because a human, like, he weighs, what, 200 pounds? There's no way he can run on a gun. Mm. So, and then, like, when he slaps somebody, like, they're like, oh, yeah, he can pack a punch as if he's still the 200-pound man because he still has a mask. Okay, well, if that's the case, then how are they able to run on a, a knife and shit like that? Like, no. 
So if you want to talk about that, like, yeah. But you, to me, that's just suspension of disbelief. Yeah, but as no, far as I'm, I'm concerned, it doesn't matter unless uh, if it's cool. Like, for example, they throw Thomas Tank Engine at a person. Yes. And he carries a tank um, around. It's awesome. Yeah, but to me, what breaks its own canon is um, her mom being old when she comes out. She should have been, because, like, as you saw with Endgame, they went, like, he was in there for five years. And I love the fact, by the way, there's a little bit of meta that um, in Endgame, you know, he comes out and he was in there for five years. And, but to him, it was five weeks. Pretty much Paul Rudd's aging period. <laughs> like, five years is roughly equivalent to five weeks. Eh. Oh, my God. Um, he doesn't age. It's disgusting. He ages when, when less than first, Keanu Reeves. When you first is, told me yeah. that, I'm just like, I didn't believe you. And I think I Googled it. You did. It was. It was. Yeah, it, I was like, no, Paul Rudd's like fifty, and you're like, no, he's not. And I'm like, he's Dude, definitely not. This fucking... was twenty years ago, man. <laughs> definitely not fifty. Wait, he's, he's he's older now. You yeah, can... he's like. Carry on. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Um. So the the thing that broke canon is when she came out, when Janet Van Dyne came out of the quantum realm, she looked identical. She should have looked identical as when she went in. So she should have looked like she was like. Her daughter's yeah. older sister. She should not have looked like she was Michael Douglas's age. Okay, for the record, and if she's 51. gonna age in the quantum realm, then what did she eat? Okay, it's fifty-one. If she's gonna age in the quantum realm, what did she eat? Where did she come out with clothes? She should have come out wearing her Ant Man suit, and she the same way he went in in his Ant Man suit and came out in his Ant Man suit and said, "Oh no, it wasn't five weeks. It was five hours for him. That's right." He said they said he were gone for five years. He's like, for me, it was five hours. So it should have been the same thing. Where, like, for her, she was in there for 20 years, and it should have been, like, two days. To the point where, like, she was thirsty and hungry and really needed to get out of that suit. But she should have looked almost identical to what she went in. If it's so the... that's where I say it kind of breaks canon. Because she comes <laughs> out, and she's wearing different clothes. And she knew that she was in there for, like, 20, 30 years. And I'm like, that's not how it worked when Ant-Man came out. Well... Okay, so I might be wrong because I'm barely half remembering what happened. But didn't great place he, to start? Yeah, didn't they change it? And were, when they running an experiment, when well with her, but when she was in there, it was an accident. And yes. when when uh, when Scott went in, it was a um, it was an experiment. So stabilizing, I guess they could have changed something about it. Did they? I don't know. Um. No, the, the main difference is that Scott had figured out how to get in and get out because, um, because remember, um, Hank thought it was impossible and Janet hadn't figured it out in all that time. But when Scott went in an Ant-Man and was able to come back out, then he was able to figure out the technology to go in and come out. And so when he went in the last time, um, the reason why it was an experiment, he, he didn't go in as an experiment. He went in because remember Ghost was um like they went in to get matter from the quantum realm to try to help ghost stop phasing through shit he went he collected that and then when it was time to pull him out they had all been snapped away that's how he got stuck what happened and he ghost? didn't have the ability to get himself out because they didn't think hey maybe we need some kind of um some kind of fail safe in case you know we all get snapped away so because he he thought you know there are three of them there surely one of, and all three of them are scientists surely one of them know how to pull them out if something were to happen yeah but and no, and no one was expecting the snap 
Well, it's just like the Inquisition. Hey. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, so, uh, Ant Man. Uh, I think it's pretty. Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man yeah. and the Wasp. I think it's pretty good. Um, I really like the Wasp's character. Um, I don't remember what happened with Ghost. Ghost was the main. She was the villain. Yeah, I know she was the villain, and she had this tragic thing. But at the end, because they got snapped away, did did anything happen with her? They don't tell you. We oh. we know nothing of what happened to her. All we know is that um, Janet Van Dyne walked up to her and did her little magic woo woo shit, um, and like that's what calmed term. her down. And then I feel like they they built a Faraday cage for her. Whoops, I accidentally hit my desk. Oh. I feel like they built a Faraday cage for her to like kind of keep her in check for a minute. But yeah, um, and, and a don't... lot of stuff happened, and they sort of and they sort of just ignored her. Pretty much. Okay. So okay. next up, so that to me would be like that would be like a C minus. Okay. So now we're moving into just C territory. Doctor Strange. Okay. I should. Doctor, see Doctor Strange, Strange is a very colorful movie, and it's quite vivid. Ooh. But he's such a douche. I mm. just can't get with it. And also, uh, and he doesn't ever like. He's he's still a douche at the end. He doesn't. No, he's a douche he's, in the uh, beginning. He undergoes training. He's like Mr. Privileged of like, oh, because I'm a surgeon, I can pick this shit up easily. And now I'm better than all of you. And I'm like, oh, just God damn it. Like, it's basically white privilege, the movie. And, <laughs> and it's, and he does like, he learns nothing. And he, at the end, he's just now, inst- he started out super powerful because he was a surgeon and he was super wet, rich and now he's super powerful because he's a master magician. And I'm like, okay, he's the same. <laughs> he undergoes, not really, like, he doesn't really undergo a character arc. Because when he gets broken, he just, he figures like, oh, I just have to keep studying to find a way to fix it. And there, um, this is the one time I feel like the animated series for Marvel is better than the movie. Because in the animated series, he was broken. He started out a cocky asshole and then um, what happens is he crashes his car because he sees like some demons. There's like a magic war going on and it, they're supposed to be cloaked so that humans can't see them. But Strange is able to see them for some reason and it freaks him the fuck out and he crashes his car and that's that what fucks up his hands. Yeah. And, um, and in this one he crashes because he's a douchebag and he's on his phone while he's driving super high speeds on a super windy road which actually exists in california and assholes actually do drive like that um so and and he doesn't really get broken in this one he just kind of ends up down but not totally out whereas in the cartoon he is a hundred percent down and out because even after the crash after like he he's lost every penny that he has he ends up going to um kamertage and they're basically like, no, fuck you. Why, why would we train you? And then they're like, okay, yeah, we'll train you. And then it's like years for him to work his way up to be seen as like worthy enough to get like a blanket. Like he has to earn, like he literally is just in like a, a little closet. That's his room. No bed. He literally just like, he has to work to get water. Like he has to earn literally everything. And then when he works his ass off, and um, there's this wall that he's supposed to tear down. And then after he tears it down, he has to rebuild it. And while he's working on this, um, and he's, you know, he's redoing this every day, when he works hard enough, and they feel like he's learned enough of his lessons, 
that, you know, whatever lesson he's supposed to learn for that time, because he also trains during this time, um, then he can get like a pillow or then he can get a blanket. That sounds very and interesting. So, yeah. And it's, so they literally tear him all the way down. Is that, he has does to that happen himself. in the cartoon or the movie or both? The cartoon, the movie. No, the movie doesn't do any of that, which is what I'm saying. Like the okay. movie. I What's forgot the you name the of the cartoon? No. It's What's the name Doctor of the Strange? Cartoon? Okay. I'm looking that up. It's on uh, Netflix. Well, it was the last time I saw. Disney um, Plus. It's probably on Disney probably. Plus now. I was just going to say, yeah. Um, and he learns his lesson. And the next time he sees... So in the movie, I was just about to say her in the Ariel. You didn't see the movie. Um, in the movie, uh, Rachel McAdams plays a nurse or doctor who... Um, used to name him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Rachel McAdams in part of her I'm Dating a Time Traveler series. Yeah. Um, and so she, um, she plays this, this character that, um, was in love with him, but left because he's a giant douchebag. And, um, and cause he's just like, he's the biggest asshole you could think of. And, uh, both in the movie and in the comics, the differences in the comics, you see him get broken all the way down. And then after he comes back and he actually learns magic and everything, by the way, there's more of a, there's, there's almost a bit of a chosen one bent to it to where like, he's not the chosen one, but there's, there's something about him where he can see magic, like as a normal human, he was somehow able to see magic. Why? They don't really explain it. The thing I like about, about what you said, uh, 2007 Dr. Strange animated movie. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's not on streaming. Fantastic. It's not, wait, it's not on Disney Plus? No. Are you sure? Look, I'm in Australia. I'm not sure of anything that's streaming. This is, this is true. Um, but I thought Disney Plus was the same for both of us. Yeah, you'd think. Um, I could have sworn that was on Disney Plus. You carry on. Um, it was on, did you try Hulu? Because that's how I saw it. I'm not on Hulu. Hulu. There's no Hulu. There's no, there's no Hulu. Hulu is just dead for you. Mm. It's dead to you now. There's no such thing. Uh, <laughs> I still need to so, watch um, The World According to Jeff Goldblum. I, I got Disney Plus specifically for that and just sort of forgot about it. You carry on. Um, so Doctor okay. Strange, not as good as the cartoon, a movie that I'd really want to see now and the poster looks cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, why the fuck is Taylor Swift on Disney Plus? Oh, the Sorcerer's Supreme. I'm going to try that. Anywho. Um, ugh, this is just so disturbing. No, no. So now I'm checking to see if it's on here because I could swear that it was so there is an animated movie with dr strange in it called dr strange uh monsters dwell huh and then there's uh, a bunch it's called uh hulk where monsters dwell and it's got dr strange in it and there's a bunch of other no. um animated movies but not that one um oh 90 spider-man so i'm just adding stuff to the list now you carry on forget this <laughs> forget it just move on dr strange not as good as the cartoon. Yeah, that's the punchline. You know what? Doctor Strange, the animated, might not be on Disney+. Plus. I've never seen it. Maybe it's a licensing thing, because they open their thing and they still have licenses out. Interesting. Uh, huh. Very weird. Um, so anyway, next up is... Um, that's so weird. Um, next up is Spider-Man Homecoming. Okay. Which, that's the one you saw, right? Yeah, I saw Spider-Man Homecoming. I didn't see it Far From Home because I didn't like Homecoming. And I'm like, oh, good. Spider-Man is officially just a bad character. 
or I've outgrown him or something because he just feels like a stupid teenager and I don't like him. And then he into is the a teenager. Yeah, I know, and I don't like it. And then Into the Spider Verse came out, and I'm like, this, do this, this is this is good, it's perfect. He's still a teenager. Yeah, but it works there because he's also like thirty and a pig. Oh, you mean Peter Parker? So you don't like Peter Parker being a teenager? Yeah, I don't like Peter Parker, the character Peter Parker. I like Miles Morales. He's more interesting. Gwen Stacy's more interesting, and thirty-year-old Peter Parker is more interesting. Wow. Peter Parker is like the original Spider-Man, by the way. Yeah, I know. I just don't like him. I never have. I think he's a douchebag. What? Why? Uh, he's very annoying. And he, he's, not, uh, he's not allowed to grow up. And he just goes through the same thing over and over again. He went through it in, uh, in Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3. And then he went through it again in uh, Homecoming. And I barely wanted to see Homecoming. And then Into the Spider-Verse came out. And I'm like, good. Something new. Something different. I like this. Plus, the animation style was amazing. And maybe it just works better because I don't have to focus on Peter Parker being an asshole all the time to everyone. He's just Okay, so why do you think Peter Parker's an asshole? I don't know. He just comes across that way. And maybe, maybe it's because he's a teenager and I have outgrown any teenage problems. Maybe that's it. Because he used to be my my favorite character when I was 12. And now... He's, he's not. Huh. So it, it's just interesting because like you say that, um, like you say, you think he's addicted to everybody. So that's why I'm like, huh. But if you had just said you'd outgrown him, it's like, okay, fair enough. But you said you, you thought that he was addicted to everybody. Yeah. But it, it, it is the fact that I have outgrown him. And I just like, if, if it was me in that situation, I'd act like an adult. And then I'm like, but, but he's like 15 or something. So I just, it's just that I've outgrown Peter Parker as a character. Okay, but then you like Miles Morales, who is also 15. Yeah, but he's also more responsible and more interesting. More responsible? Yeah. He damn near got everybody killed. Yeah, but like, that was, it's complicated, man. I like it a lot. Oh, you're like, it's complicated. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so anyway, Homecoming. Um, yeah, Homecoming, it was good. Um, it, the, there was one little thing that kind of broke the time, the um, the canon when it was like eight years later. It's like, homie, it hasn't been eight years. Mm, I don't, I don't. <laughs> it's very, very funny that that people are just that Marvel's just like, how do we fix the timeline? Oh, not bother. Okay, cool. You get it, <laughs> right? Um. So yeah, it's aside from that, it's um, it's pretty good, but it's I. I don't know. It, it's good, but it's kind of like, like, oh, it's a cute story. See, there's but, nothing wrong with it, but there's nothing necessarily like, it doesn't stand out in the MCU to me. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Um, I do like the Vulture though. Vulture's a, an interesting character. And um, I like the fact that uh, Michael Keaton keeps playing characters that are uh, kind, that where he's wearing wings. Because he was in Birdman and Batman and now Vulture. And it's just like, just wing-themed creatures. And it's interesting. Have you seen Birdman? Yes, I've seen all of the above. Um, um, yeah. So the thing, okay. I hate to give credence to this, but I'm going to have to. Go the nuts. thing that makes it not that great is the fact that you have this great character in Spider-Man. 
And what do you do with them? You make him Tony Stark's protege. Tony Stark exactly. as a cameo in this. Oh, can't really let on that. Tony Stark's uh, um, Tony Stark as a cameo in Spider Man would have been awesome. Tony Stark as his mentor, like he doesn't need one. He didn't have one before. Yeah. He, plus, and isn't also he, he should have made his own suit. Yeah. Well, so one of the things that I don't like about the movie version of Spider Man, like do like in basically pre he sells his soul to the devil and becomes an idiot um is that when did he sell his soul to the devil and become an idiot uh in the comics uh he was his aunt was dying and he's like literally no one can help me dr strange can't help me uh tony stark can't help me all these super genius and wizards people can't help me i went oh you're talking doc ock i went no I went to oh. I went to the mul- through the multiverse and literally no one can help me even though we have fucking geniuses and magic and time travel no one can help my dying aunt because she's 107. Oh, the devil. You can do it. You go ahead. And that there is exactly what I think of Peter Parker. It's just like he's just he's just not res- he's just not clever. And um, and that's what you the devil. Do you mean Mephisto? Yeah, I mean Mephisto. I forgot his okay. name. I just knew that he was basically Marvel's devil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the only person that was Mephisto, and it was due to the fact that they didn't want, they didn't want Peter Parker to grow up. And I don't like that. Let him grow up. Or, like, don't. And just reboot well, it. So here's the thing. As far as the comics are concerned, Peter Parker has grown up, but the reception was not great. The comic fans want Peter Parker to stay the age to stay a teenager yeah comic fans like it better that way that's why it. they don't let him grow okay, up anymore so because I, I he grew out, up and then people didn't like it i figured out why i don't like peter parker it's because he's not why? a teenager but he still acts like one and i read the comics a lot and i liked him getting married and having this having more responsibilities and then they're just like hey he doesn't have any responsibilities now because he's 128 year old aunt is dying um Oh no! And do you know what would have made it better? Not good because he still sold his soul to the devil or whatever. But it would have made it better if Mary Jane was dying. But nope, it's his fucking aunt. I mean, my question is: day. Why didn't a character day. jump in and be like, "Hey, this is a lesson in letting go. You just gotta let her go." Yeah, exactly. Why? Why not do that? Why not do that, Marvel? Piece of shit. <laughs> okay, so okay, we're only like so, five movies in. We gotta keep. No, going. no, forget this. Forget this whole thing. So. The, the, so oh, what Marvel did was they're like, no, he didn't sell his, uh, sell his marriage to the devil. It was Doctor Strange and it was another timeline reboot. And then another writer came in and was like, no, hi, it's me, Mephisto. You may think that it was uh, Doctor Strange, but it was totally me. And, and it was like infighting. And I, I just don't like Peter Parker as a character anymore because of that. So basically, that storyline in the comics broke you. Yeah, as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, Peter Parker is a terrible character. Okay, got it. Um, and then, like... So I, that, that makes I, sense why you would say, yeah. like, he was being a dick and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, and I just see every single character floor as a Peter Parker floor, and not just him being a teenager, but him being an idiot. Okay. So that's what happened. So we have more movies to do. We do. We're only, like, five, six in, and they're oh, 23. This so. is going to be a two-part. <laughs> not necessarily. Okay. Um, okay. So the next one is Far From Home. All right. Oh, interesting. And it's kind of, it, so I liked Far From Home. Um, I actually liked Far From Home more than I liked Homecoming. Um, just because I felt it might, 
it might be just because I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I mean, that, that's not Maybe. a bad thing. That's a possibility. He's hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I just liked the character of, I liked the, what they did with Mephisto. Um, but I um, get it. Mysterio? Like, oh, fuck you. Everybody in Marvel has to do with Tony, with Tony Stark. I get it. Yeah. I, I feel you. I hear you. And I understand mm. um, because uh, you didn't watch Far From Home, no, but because um, because Mephisto... I I didn't like I didn't like uh, I don't when you said Mephisto, do you mean Mysterio? Yeah, I did. I meant okay. Mysterio. So I, I like um, uh, I like Jack Hall. Um, I saw the in, some interviews that they did together, and they have great chemistry. And they're like, Nah, in this one we're totally bad buds. I'm like, Yeah, sure. And then. Um, and I didn't see it because I'm just like, even when he's dead, uh, he's just, a, uh, Peter Parker is in Iron Man's shadow. He doesn't get to grow up because what, well, okay. So I have a rewrite for Homecoming and by connection far from home, but not really far from home, but definitely Homecoming. And the rewrite is okay. that Tony Stark and Peter Parker like know each other and he gets a scholarship to, um, to a school that Tony funds because he wants to find more geniuses. And then he invents web shooters in that school and creates his suit because of, um, by himself. And you can have it be sort of like Iron Man suit if you want to, but you have it be Peter Parker that's doing it. Because Peter Parker- I'm gonna- Invents web I'm gonna amend your your tale just a little bit because that would actually be a rewrite of Civil War when Spider-Man was introduced. He had already had web shooters by then. Okay. I'm gonna say he didn't introduce, he didn't invent his web shooters. He improved them and he invented the suit that he would end up wearing the iron the um the suit that he would end up wearing in Infinity War. And then let's say Tony gave him the suit that he ends up in in Endgame. Mm. So yeah. like because in Far From Home. Peter ends up creating his own suit, but he uses Stark tech to do it. So had that happened in Homecoming, where, because they, they laid the foundation in Homecoming, they were like, oh, he won the scholarship. Had he actually gone, because that happens in the comics, where like he's in a think tank and he like improves his tech in the think tank. So I, I agree with you, but instead of having him invent the, the, the um, technology, he improves upon it. Because he already had the web shooters when Tony Stark met him in Civil War. He was already Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't know. So just like just have him improve it and make it stronger, make it last longer so that he doesn't because remember in Homecoming he was running out. So he gets like he makes it so that he can make like a near endless supply. Or how about because this is my personal favorite retcon, instead of them being web shooters where he runs out, since he has the radioactive spider properties. He discovers a way to tap into it and create the silk himself. Like yeah, like, like in uh, in the uh, what's the name? The Raimi verse. Yeah, the Raimi verse. Yeah. I like that. See, that would have been people, awesome to me. Where he starts out with these homemade web shooters, and then he creates. He like figures out a way to tap into his DNA and create the web like webs himself. So he never yeah. runs out. So he creates the webs, but he uses the web shoot- shooters to like focus them. Yes, I'd like that. That'd be cool. It'd be a great mix between the organic webs and the inorganic webs. And I like it a lot. And I yeah. wish that they'd done that. But no. um, also, it, so in Far From Home, Mysterio is, you're going to love this. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a villain. No because, way. Do you remember, do you remember um, Iron Man 2? 
Nope. When Obadiah, or no, sorry, not Iron Man 2, Iron Man. First oh, Iron Man. yes. Um, when Obadiah Stane went to the scientist and was like, Tony Stark built this and it came with pieces of scrap. That's my favorite line. And he was like it's yelling at like, the scientist. Just so angry. Yeah. Yeah. That scientist is one of many, many, many people that Tony Stark has personally pissed off. Oh my and god, he helps Mysterio, Mysterio the technology. Mysterio um, is to, after Spider-Man because of Tony Stark. Yes. Oh, um so sake. Mysterio is so do you remember Civil War? Uh Barf, the binaural augmented reality <laughs> therapy. You remember that? Yeah. When Tony was doing Bomb. the therapy with the piano and everything, where he saw his dad and he got to say goodbye to him. That's very funny. That that technology that Tony took credit for and renamed barf was actually created by gideon who ends up becoming mysterious and he uses that so, technology so not only and all the other scientists so, that tony pissed off so he to create steals, illusion work he steals technology and he sucks it at um anagrams no he didn't steal the technology he's like a steve jobs oh, okay where he hires a bunch of minions to create technology and he takes full credit for it he doesn't steal it they're working for stark industries it's stark tech so it's technically his and that like you in order to do so you're like when you create things under his umbrella just like if you work for steve jobs and you create something that's going to work for the iphone he's taking credit for it it's an apple product your name is going to be nowhere in history that's going to be a steve jobs thing okay so it's like that's annoying um and i'm glad i skipped so that's how that's how mysterio became a villain it still had to do with tony stark fuck's sake right but i like it better because of the ending the ending was pretty awesome in my opinion the ending was great and i saw i saw the ending because of course i did did. because i heard that um spoilers i heard that um they brought back um i forget his name but jj and they made oh, him. Oh, J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah, they brought back the actor who played J. Jonah Jameson. But they Jameson. made him like InfoWars, so he's like kind of crazy and all that it's, weird shit. It's perfect. Yeah, it was fun. Ah. Um, okay, so now I'm just going to rattle off, the, rattle off a list of other C Marvel properties Iron Man 2, Thor, as in the original one, Captain Marvel, The Incredible Hulk, um, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, okay. Ant Man and captain america first avenger okay those are so, all my like b to c they're they're in the range they're in the realm of like b minus to c plus okay i want to talk about captain america do you want to talk about any of them specifically no i want to get through the list because we're never going to fit that's why i was just like i'm just gonna list them because if we talk about every movie individually this is gonna be like a three-parter I mean, yeah. <laughs> as soon as you said that, I'm like, that's going to be long. Um, right. That's why I'm like, I just listed like, okay, those, all of those things have in common that I find them entertaining. None of them particularly break canon for anything, mm-hmm. but none of them stand out in my opinion. Okay. They're I wanna... all good. They're, they're good movies, but they're not great movies. They're also not terrible movies. They're, just, okay. they're, they're there. They're average. Well, in that case, I want to talk about uh, Captain America, the uh, first Avenger. Uh, okay. Because uh, that was the, I, I don't know if that was the first one I saw. Because I think I saw Avengers first and then I went back and saw everything else. But because of course you did. Because of course I did. Because I, because um, everyone was talking about Avengers and I'm like, i got to see what this Marvel thing's about. Um, 
and then that happened and then I went back and I saw uh, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor and Captain America. Um, Very strange. And I love Captain America. I love and um, as a character, and I think he massively like has goes through a great character arc throughout his trilogy, but also, 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 I think that he a lot of also's. Yeah, I like war movies, and the fact that this was uh, a fun war movie um, that like Rocket Man, not Rocket Man. Uh, what's that one? Rocketeer. Yeah, Rocketeer. That. Um, I liked that. And then I found out that the director of Captain America also did The Rocketeer. And I'm like, that makes perfect sense. Yep. So yeah, I like Captain America because it reminded me of Rocketeer. Uh, I also like Peggy Carter. Right. Um, and yet right. you didn't bother to watch Agent Carter, which no. both of them were in. Not neat. All right. Yeah. yeah. Probably why that thing got okay. canceled. Anyway, let's, so let's move on to A-tier. We, we doing B-tier? Nope. Okay. That was the C. That was the B. Mi- that was the B minus to C plus tier. The solid B tier: Black Panther, Thor Ragnarok, and Avengers: Infinity War. Sick. Um, the reason why I liked Black Panther, mm-hmm. I thought it was a good story. But let's be real: it was Thor and Aquaman, but in Africa. Okay. It was. There's a hidden realm. There's a realm hidden from the rest of humans. There is a prince who becomes king who has to fight his brother or cousin, like some relative um, for his kingdom. And then he gets the full powers. It's Thor and Aquaman. In did Africa. you say that? But Ant-Man it was, was, it was it very your... colorful. Like, just like, yeah, it's very pretty. Uh, did you say that Ant-Man was in your C tier? Yes, I good, Ant-Man because, was good because Ant-Man but it was average. Yeah, I know, but Ant, but uh, Ant-Man has the same problem where it's uh, Ant-Man is Iron Man but shrinking. Um, Ant-Man is Iron Man but shrinking. How so? Well, he Ant-Man it, like Ant- Scott's not a douchebag. No, Iron no, Man's no, a douchebag. But I tell you who is a douchebag: the guy who gave him the suit. But also, also, actually, actually, Hank I'm, Pym is a douchebag. Yeah, yes. uh, Hank Pym gives. Um, has a has a uh, a suit which gives him uh, powers which he uses for his own means, and doesn't really care about being a superhero, but um, has like this plan and distrusts the government. And then and then the Ant Man is fo- uh, fights a guy that's in a similar suit to his, and is based around the same thing because he has a personal connection with the person that invented the suit. Iron Man. That's the MCU. Yeah, I know. That's like almost all of the MCU. I know, but um, it just but felt like Iron no, Man. No, if you were to say that Hank Pym as Iron Man or uh, Hank Pym as Ant Man was closer to Iron Man, yes. But Scott Lang is nowhere. No, Scott Lang like isn't like Iron Tony Stark, like, but the like movie Tony. itself is like Iron Man. Mm, I, not so much because Ant Man is a heist movie. And Scott Lang didn't much, invent the Iron Man suit. Hank Pym did. But and it's, it's Hank as Pym picked much, him out. It's as much um, like, uh, Iron Man as Black Panther is Aquaman. No, because I'm talking story. I'm, I'm, I'm strictly sticking to the story. Yeah, There's but, a one-to-one correlation between Black Panther, Thor, and Aquaman. If you've seen all three movies, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like yeah. I just said, you have a man who is a prince in a world that is hidden from human 
sight. Okay. Mm-hmm. All three of these realms, Aquaman's in the water, Thor's in Asgard, Wakanda is hidden from, it's on earth, it's in Africa, but it's hidden from the rest of the world. They have advanced technology that the rest of the world is not privy to, all three of them. All three of them are princes in a kingdom that is more powerful than humans understand. Okay. okay. All three of them end up in a situation where they are turned, they're, they're supposed to be coronated king and they have to fight a relative. For Black Panther, it's his cousin. For Aquaman and Thor, it's their brother, where they end up having to fight a relative. They have to kind of deem themselves worthy. With Aquaman, he has to be deemed worthy to wield the trident. With a Black Panther, he has to be deemed worthy enough to wear the, um, the Black Panther suit. With Thor, he has to be deemed worthy enough to get Mjolnir. This is what I mean. There is a one-to-one beat-for-beat correlation between all three of these stories. I believe And in the you. end, they end up coming out with superior technology, but essentially being the exact same character that we knew they were when they went in. But now they're technically a little bit more powerful. They win. They get the girl. The end. That's all three stories. Yes. Iron Man and Ant-Man, it's not the same. Because, if you again, if you had said Hank Pym, that's one thing, because Hank Pym created the Pym Particles, which is what makes the Ant-Man technology work. Like, but Scott Lang didn't do that. Scott Lang is just a layperson who got the suit. And yeah, also, Scott I'm, Lang, I'm saying the that... was a heist movie, and Iron Man is like, a re- is like a revenge movie. I get it. Maybe it's more character stuff, because imagine, for example, imagine that you replace um, Hank Pym with Tony Stark, and, and Ant-Man is Iron Man 3 instead and you wouldn't have to change much if anything except for the fact that it shrinks you would have to change a lot because tony like uh, the whole thing about tony the reason why we liked iron man is because of the character of tony stark even though the character of tony stark is a douchebag scott lang is actually a good guy mm-hmm. he's and it's even explained that he's he got um arrested because he did a robin hood he found that his corporation that he was working for was stealing from people so he stole and <sighs> gave back to those people but he got caught um whereas okay. again if you had made that correlation between hank pym who is a douchebag and in the comics he beat his wife and yep. captain america almost killed him um so if, um, if you had done a one-to-one correlation with hank pym who not only is a douchebag but also was in was involved with shield because remember hank, so uh, Car- scott lang never so, did tangos with shield so hank pym and and tony stark are similar but the movies aren't that feels like something that I exactly that I um, and also correlate. Hank Pym is the one who created the technology, and you know Tony Stark. His whole thing was not just his personality, but also he's the one who created the technology. Mm. It would have to be the Hank Pym origin story in order for it to be one on one, and I think that's why they went with Scott Lang because they didn't want Iron Man version two. Yeah, they didn't I, want that, so they instead they did a heist movie with Scott Lang, who was a completely different character than Hank Pym. And it is nowhere near a one-on-one comparison with uh, Tony Stark. I mean, so that's why to me, like, no, they're not the same. Mistaking the fact that um, characters are similar for the movie being similar feels like something I do. It feels very on brand for me. <laughs> yeah, but again, like, you would have to because the movie Ant Man is about Scott Lang. Yeah, Hank Pym created the technology, and you're going straight for Hank Pym, but he's only got a bit part in it. Okay, but the enough. movie itself was about Scott Lang. He was the main character. And Black- he is essentially Ant-Man. That's fair enough. Black Panther won Best Picture. Thoughts? No, it didn't. Oh, it got nominated, though. Yeah, it got nominated. Okay. Um, so, um, Ragnarok 
and Infinity War are on my B and not A because yes, they are good movies. Mm-hmm. Um, they are thoroughly enjoyable, but with Ragnarok, um, you still don't like too Thor. much of. Well, well, it's not that I still don't like Thor. I I liked a Thor movie better. Um, you like the Fat character Thor. of Thor was the character of Thor learned a little bit and he grew a little bit. But for one, they had to mute Loki in order to make the any growth happen. And two, he still like it was a little too funny with things like he literally lost everything. He lost his he had already lost his mother. He now lost his father. His um he finds out he has a sister and she's trying to kill him. So it's like this eternal war with the siblings. Mm-hmm. And um then he loses the entirety of Asgard, like his entire home is gone. And there's even though the was emotional, great, there that, was no emotional resonance to anything that happened. That has to come in Infinity War. Yeah, and it doesn't I, even still doesn't really hit home until uh, Endgame. So, yeah. but in, in Infinity because War, the reason why it's that, on the B list after the, after um, after Ragnarok, it's just like no, there's a big threat. I can do this, and then when he fails, he's like, I'm a complete failure, and everything sucks. Pretty much. Cool. Um, so Infinity War, the reason why it's not a list to me, I don't know. I just I feel like to me it was a little forced with the whole Captain America like we don't trade. So yes, you do. That's literally your backstory, man. That's what you. That's how you got here. Like it. That's what I mean. <laughs> like like that part was a little like I didn't like that. Um, when he was like trying to save Vision, like. No, Vision's your fucking whole thing robot. is you put yourself on the line. He's well, he's not. He's an android. He's yeah, but like still. But, um, also, there's the fact that like nobody really paid attention to the fact that and like Vision being an android could just be uploaded into like the servers. Also, in also, actually, Wakanda. actually, in Wakanda with uh with uh Black Panther's sister, Shuri. Yeah, Shuri. Um, she said that you can do that, and I'm like, cool, destroy the fucking thing, and then just rebuild him. Also, that wouldn't do anything because, as you saw, Thanos already had the time stone, so he just rewind and get it. Um, stupid Doctor Strange, but... stupid time stone could have saved it. <laughs> like pe- people, um, people blame is... people blame. Um, who did they blame? Someone Star fucked Lord. up. That's what yeah. I was gonna get. To. Pe- pe- people Star blame Star Lord, yeah. but t- but um, Doctor Strange is the one that just gives up a time stone because he saw Vision and he's like, "There's only one wind condition," and and it's just like really infinite things. There's only one time, and it's Tony Stark, because of course it is. And it was wasn't infinite. It was fourteen thousand or uh, fourteen million six hundred and five thousand, like two hundred three or some shit like that. Anyway, and there's only one situation in which they win. Do you know what's of course, really that one, we were told in Avengers when Captain America said, you're not the guy to lay on the line, or to, to lay on the wire, and Tony said, I just cut the wire. Well, if he doesn't cut the wire, if he lays on the wire, all of humanity is safe. You know so there's a, there's, a nice, there's a nice, like, full circle yeah. situation with it's, that. It's good. Um, Tony Stark goes to a good arc. Um, he... Uh, <laughs> I I do like um the show in uh the YouTube show how it should have ended. They did uh-huh. they did um the scene where he's like uh I saw 14 million and something uh things and it's like how many do we win? And it's like seven. And then they just play through the seven 
that they thought of. It's very funny. Um, so the thing is, the reason why Infinity War is not on, not higher on this list is because it there are a lot of people were confused by power sets. The reason why comic fans were not saying that Star-Lord blew the whole thing is because comic fans know there's no fucking way Star-Lord could blow the whole thing because there's no fucking way that that would have worked because Thanos is far more powerful than that. You just didn't realize it. Also, also, actually, Even without any Infinity Stones. The entire plan involved getting the thing off, right? It involved... And he still would have kicked their asses even if they got the Infinity Gems. Yeah. That's exactly my point. Yeah, exactly. If if they had gotten the thing off, it's just like, okay, oh, I see. Then this would have happened. Oh, I see you have removed my glove. Punch. Yeah. um, A lot of people think... So there's a lot of things that make people think wrong. Like, they they think wrong about his power set. Um, That fight in the beginning when he fought the Hulk... Everybody thinks he was using the power stone because he was wearing the glove. Nope. Thanos can beat the Hulk without the power stone. Yep. He doesn't need the power stone to beat the Hulk. If he, if he uses the power stone, he can just knock him the fuck out because it's goddamn Thanos. People yeah. do not understand how powerful Thanos is without any infinity stones. The only, and he is that the, much the more powerful time... with all of them or with any of them. The only time that Thanos used the power stone to fight someone it was Captain Marvel. Also, yes. also, also, I really like And it how still they, didn't kill her. It just knocked yeah. her down. I really like how they explain that why Captain Marvel isn't on Earth. And it's just like, there's an entire fucking universe. And I'm basically Superman. So I'm going to just go and deal with all that shit. And you guys can just deal with this. Because it just looks like hell here. So like, the, but I got the entire universe to deal with. But I'll come back well, when, it's, when it's convenient to the plot. Um, not the universe, just the galaxy. Also, had you seen the movie Captain Marvel, they explain that in there. Okay. Where, they explain where she was. She wasn't dealing with all of that. That was the, the reason given in, um, in, Gar- in Endgame. But in Captain Marvel, she leaves Earth semi-permanently to go help the Skrulls find a, a home planet. And she's off, That's you know, fun. fighting. She's off zipping through the galaxy. and But she gave Nick Fury... A, she upgraded his technology in his pager so that it can be like a beacon to call her anytime. Do you know what's really funny? That it was something that they couldn't handle. Yeah, and I like that he cre- and he created the Avengers so that he didn't have to do that um, because he knew that, yes. that was going to be a last minute thing. Also, 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 I like the fact that. Um, what is it with you and also? I like it. It's fun. Um, it, the she um, I, <laughs> when he pressed the button. And it's just like, ah, oh, shit, they fucked up so hard. I'm going to press the button. Fingers crossed. And then he goes to the dust and doesn't swear, but almost does. And it's funny. Um, when he gets dusted and presses the button and I saw the symbol, I'm like, wait, Wonder Woman? What the fuck's going on? Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, I know. Because I'm just no, like, yeah, she's a DC. It must be something else. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, when there's a, in the movie Captain Marvel, they gave a reason why she was off planet. And um and why that scene happened at the end of Infinity War, um, but like I said in Infinity War, uh, the re the thing that I I won't say I didn't like it, but the thing that keeps it from being in the A list is that it feel everybody was in character, and I like that, but it felt like this was more of a Guardians of the Galaxy slash Thor movie than yeah. anything else. Yeah, the um. Between the Guardians and Thor, 
they took up like I feel like sixty percent of the screen time, and we had like a hundred other people, and it was like Captain America just kind of pops up like, "Hey, I'm an Avenger." Like, <laughs> exact <laughs> there was dialogue. No character development. There was no explaining where he was. It was just like, yeah, or they they explained it. In like, I don't a think line. you need character development it. for Captain America at this point. I mean, look at him. He's had like four. But I mean, five well, movies. no. But I mean, in the movie, in the movie, they did character development. In in Infinity War, they did character development for the Guardians of the Galaxy and for Thor and fuck all else. Yeah, but everybody also, else was just a a beat in the movie. They were just kind of there. But you have to think about it like part one of two because Infinity War uh, and Endgame feel like the first and second half of the same movie where you got Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor in the first movie getting all their development and then you have the rest of them getting the development in Endgame. I also, okay, I, I don't want to talk about Endgame right now because I know where that is. So let's move on, and we can. And I want to discuss Infinity War um, a bit more when we discuss Endgame. Okay, so those are the B tier, the A movies. Which I'm surprised again, Iron Man is this is. So you have the A as in like just an A, uh-huh. and then you have the A plus. Okay. Okay. So the just an A is going to be Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm very interested to see what... I know why you like Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Disney's version of good Star Wars. Um, it really isn't. You've said that every single time, and I always say it's not. It, it's, it's Guardians it of just the takes place in spaceships. That's it. Nobody has the Force. Well, actually... Um, Nobody so, has the Force. So you have... Yeah, yeah you have Han Solo and uh, Rock, uh, a bunch of others just being like that if Han Solo this isn't so much Star Wars as if Solo had his own movie if Solo had his own movie it'd be this one his own team-up movie yeah but Solo was a dick yes Solo was a dick so Star-Lord but he plays it and he's very sweet at being a dick um he's funny yeah he's very funny um uh you got Rocket who uh tricks him into stealing some guy's flag or something uh Rocket is an asshole Leg. Oh, leg. I thought you said flag. I'm like, what flag? Um, yeah, no, nope, that was funny. Yeah. Um, I um, liked Guardians of the Galaxy, and then the whole Groot thing, it, it hit me in the feels. Man, yeah. okay, so Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy Groot. Volume 2. If Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 was mostly the third act, it would be right up here. Mm-hmm. Um, the first and second act were kind of, eh. But the whole Yondu thing, oh my god. It was. It's it killed funny. me! I like the fact that like you say, you uh, your your biggest thing is changing stuff from the comics that didn't that made it worse. I like the fact that they gave um Yandu not Yandu um the the planet guy ego. This is that ego. They gave ego um like a form that he took so that he could be played by an actor and not have it be really weird. Um, ego is not Star Lord's father in the comics. His father yeah, is Jason. I, I think they dick. I think they changed that um, on purpose. Yeah, um, uh, James Gunn changed it. Yeah, because he, because I uh, didn't. Okay, so I don't know this for sure. He wanted to make Star Lord more special, and ego. So he made ego. Um, he made him half celestial. I and I'm made pr- ego be the father instead of Jason because Jason is more powerful than a human, but he's not a celestial. So he's not like on that level. I'm so um so he had to change it. 
I like the fact that um, that Star Lord was the chosen one, and then was like, "If you destroy me, you lose your powers." And it's like, "Fuck you! You killed my mom, and therefore you die, you piece of shit." But see, Fuck he's you. not really a chosen one. He yeah, fails that chosen one I, category. I know because there's like so it. many of them. Okay, so here's why I hate chosen ones. The reason I hate the chosen one story is because it turns out you're not special. It's because of your family. And therefore, you have these powers. What everything you have done up to this point doesn't matter. And then, and then Star Lord was like, "Cool, I have all these powers, but also fuck you, and I'm gonna get rid of my powers and destroy you. If you destroy the planet, you destroy your powers. Well, I don't give a shit because the powers don't make it special. I'm special. Also, fuck you. You killed my mom. Also, also, also. That means that when he punched Thanos in the face." Uh, he was completely in character because, yeah, because he killed uh, his girlfriend and therefore, fuck you, I'm going to punch you in the face. I really like Star-Lord and I, di- I didn't realize how much I liked him until this point. Okay, so the thing that makes him different from a Chosen One story is in a Chosen One story, like Spider-Man, uh, what was it, an amazing Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. It's dumb and, like, It's your blood, so only you can be a thing. Whereas with Star-Lord, there were literally millions of children that Ego had had. So it could have been any one of them. It didn't, it wasn't necessarily Star-Lord. It could have been any of them. Um, but it just so happens to have been Quill that showed the ability. And, but even when Quill um, started, like as he started doing it and, uh, and Ego was talking to him, he said like, as soon as Quill turned, like at the minute he said like, oh, you know, sorry, I had to give your mom cancer. And he turns and immediately starts shooting him. And um, he was like, I will kill, like, I'll, I'll kill you just like I killed your, your siblings. So he's not the first one. He's not, he's not the only one. There are tons, he had tons of children, like literally millions of other children. And the ones of them, several of them actually worked. But again, they turned on him. And when they turned on him, he just used them anyway until he used them up. The difference is Star-Lord had more battery in him, I guess. So he could use him a little bit longer. But then Star-Lord had a team that helped him kill him. Without the team, Star-Lord would have gone the way of his siblings. Mm-hmm. And he would have just died. Yeah. So that's why I said the- the chosen one. Because there were many before him. Exactly. And the only way to, um, to make the Chosen One story work is if uh, they change it so that he's no longer the Chosen One. That's how bad <laughs> that's the not, chosen one story is. Fuck you, the chosen one stories. It really, it doesn't make the chosen one story work. Then no, nope. <laughs> it, nope, it doesn't. It never works. It's always terrible. Um. So okay, moving on. Mm. So um, that was the A layer, which was Guardians of the Galaxy and oh, Iron Man. Um, I thoroughly enjoy Iron Man, but the reason why it's not at the top, it's it's it's. I mean, it's high top, enough. It's but the if reason why it's not like in the A plus, yeah, um, is because at the end of the day, Tony Stark is still a douchebag. Well, yeah, I you mean, don't like um, following douchebags. I don't like douchebags, man. He's still a douchebag. It's a great story, and I love it. He's still a jackass. Um, so then the top, what is this? Five, three, four? How many is it? One, well, hang two, on. The, the fact top that four. The fact that Iron Man was the first. Marvel movie. It was the experiment. They barely had a script. They were basically running on, um, run, 
that were basically running on hope and a prayer because okay so for context um when iron man came out marvel was going bankrupt they had they had already gone bankrupt um i i disagree with you with they barely had a script they definitely had a script or they would have done it they had an idea but uh apparently they were changing the script on the day and just like we got this script now we're doing this page we just wrote it like an hour ago you can double check if you want because but that's the story i heard but also they were they they were practically bankrupt they basically had a loan they took out a loan to make this movie and then then they made it and it was awesome and that's what started everything else and i don't know when disney bought them disney bought them at iron man 2 right before iron man 2 so iron man 2 was the first disney marvel movie okay so it wasn't that long because we had iron man then the hulk and, and the incredible hulk the hulk is the ang lee version okay. that's not marvel or that's not mcu frankly, incredible hulk is the mcu version okay i i do that a lot and um and it was played by edward norton and no and then they changed and no one noticed um everybody noticed everybody, noticed everybody was okay with it yeah because apparently edward norton is just an asshole a little bit um, um so so you had so only like three movies were made without Disney, or were two movies made without Disney, and then they helped produce Iron Man two. Two movies were made before Disney got involved. Okay. So in other words, in two thousand eight, they did because both movies were were released in two thousand eight. They released um, the Incredible Hulk, and, or they released Iron Man and the Incredible Hulk. And off the success of Iron Man, they were able to make a deal with Disney, and then they made Iron Man two. And I think that came out in 2010. I think so. And then, um, yeah. either that or 2009. Yeah. And That's then the longest 2000- gap. Is that the longest gap between movies, 2008 to 2010? Um, it's not probably that long. Yeah. Like, it's only it's- like a year and three months. It's not. Yeah. It's not like two years. It's because remember the Hulk came out like Iron Man came out in like I want to say May June, and then the Incredible Hulk came out later. Okay. Like. So I so you just basically skipped 2009 and then in 2010 and like May like April I want to say is when Iron Man two came out. Don't ask how I remember all this shit. Anywho, um, I, I, it seems very on brand. <laughs> so um, okay, so the top what is it four? Yeah, the top four in no particular order. Do not ask me to rank this. I, in fact, I'm gonna list them in alphabetical order. Yeah, just to make sure. That everything is not like the y'all don't think there's a one, two, three, four, because I refuse to do that shit because I'm not choosing my children. This is like Sophie's choice. Oh, no. Oh. Um, okay. So. Oh, that's so fucked. I'm, I'm going to list it in alphabetical order, not including those. I, yeah. I, I don't go by those. Okay. Well, yeah. So the Avengers. Okay. Captain America Civil War. Captain America Winter Soldier. Avengers Endgame. I technically, I think of Endgame as E, so. Okay. So those four are the best of the best, the creme de la creme. I will not choose, goddammit. Okay, so let's go through them in alphabetical order. Avengers first. Well, you know, if we're, you know what? I want to go through them in release order, which still starts with Avengers. Uh, All right. Um, Because the way my brain thinks is how I saw them. Like, plus every time I watch them, I rewatch them in release order. Release order it is. Uh, I remember once, um someone ranked someone's like i'm ranking the star wars movie movies and everyone was arguing with him until someone pointed out that he just said them in release date order and he was being a troll but it was just tons of comments with that 
It's funny, funny. Anyway, I mean, honestly, if you rank them in release date order, I that's not necessarily trolling because when it comes to Star Wars, that's I mean, the only difference is I would rearrange the prequels a little bit. Other than that, you can pretty much, and I would put Force Awakens above the prequels. Okay. Aside from that, yeah, you can pretty much go with that. Like I saw somebody um, on Twitter, they were like rank Iron Man, and the dude was like. Easy. One, two, three. We're done. Like, Thank you. It's like you basically just have to be able to count. And I was like, exactly. It's really um, interesting that uh, Iron Man got got like worse, and then Captain America got better. Got better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's the same. So I say that. But then, like, when you're like, oh, so you think Captain America: Civil War is better than Captain America: Winter Soldier? No. I like, because when it comes to me, remember my metrics is rewatchability, right? If I'm down, if I'm like, when I need a pick me up, I just like all hope is lost. And I really feel like I need something to get me out of it. I watch Avengers, the original Avengers. I really like that. um, I really like Avengers. Avengers is really good and I should watch it more. Yeah, you should. Like I said, vitamin MCU. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But then if I'm... If I'm in a situation where it's like, I want to watch something that's good. Like, I don't care if I've seen it a bunch of times. I just, I want to watch something that I know is good, that I know I will enjoy. I watch Captain America Winter Soldier because it's that good. Um, with, with both with, with actually with all of them, with Captain America, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and with Avengers. If I turn on the TV and it's on, it's what I'm doing now. What I, fuck the plans. I was going to go to the movies, but now I'm watching Captain America Winter Soldier or Captain America Civil War or the Avengers. Captain because America that's just how it through, works. Captain America went through an interesting arc um, where he started off like basically being a propaganda symbol for the government. And yes. then he, and then it, throughout that movie, he's like, fuck that. I want to actually like be helpful and do something. And then, well, he always wanted to be helpful and do something. Yes, I know. The difference but, is, but he's like, this isn't working. And even though the government is saying that I should do this, then I do it. By the way, like, if you're going to use your fucking uh, serum on anyone, why waste him doing propaganda shit? And I know why in like the Meditext where Captain America was literally invented for propaganda, but like still, yeah. Um, by the way, my favorite, this is on my Twitter, by the way, and uh-huh. it's my favorite quote probably from any comic book arc. It's from um, Captain America, and I've had this up for literally years. It's been my background, and every time I'm like, do I want to change it? And I read it, and I'm like, nope, because it still applies today. It is <laughs> Captain America. It was it was briefly mentioned in Civil War, but they had um, they had Sharon Carter say it instead, and she was quoting Peggy Carter. Whereas in the comics, it's actually Steve Rogers who says it. Um, he says, this nation was founded on one principle of all, above all else. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe, no matter the odds or the consequences. That's not the interesting part. It's this next part. When the mob and the press and the whole world tell you to move, your job is to plant yourself like a tree beside the river of truth and tell the whole world, no, you move. That's fucking that, to me. That, right? That that that's awesome. Steve Rogers. What comic is that that's from? Steve. It's, uh, what is that from? Uh, I can't remember. Uh, it, right. I don't think it was from Civil War. In, in the, it might have been from a Civil War arc. It might have been. Okay. 
So um, that, that's from the greatest, from that, greatest Captain like, America. There was this time when Marvel was her. doing a bunch of, yeah. Um, there, there was a time when Marvel was doing like a bunch of events and I don't know whether it was from the civil war event or it was from another one, but it's an event where like, I think it was civil war. It might've been where they were like trying to get him to just go along with everybody else. And he was like, no, like right is right. And wrong is wrong. And I don't give a shit if everybody else says right is right. If everybody else is saying right is wrong and wrong is right. It's my job to say, fuck you. I'm staying with right. So um, for Civil and that's War... And that to me is the character of Captain America. Yeah. And that has not changed throughout the entire MCU. What I love about the, the, his arc that he goes on, it's not, it's not that he goes through like this massive... He's, he's like how I wish Superman would be written in movies, where he is standing up for what he believes in and he's a symbol of hope. But what he believes in changes with different contexts, right? Uh, Nazis, easy bad guy right? They're all assholes. Then you have like this with Winter Soldier, you're like, oh, it's becoming more complicated. And then with, yeah. and the, the our enemies have changed. And then with Civil War, it's, it's literally fighting for ideals. Yes. And it's really interesting that Tony Stark's and, and uh, Steve Rogers' um, paths make it so that uh, Steve Rogers is standing against the new government and Tony Stark is standing with the new government. Yeah, that's the main like crossover. If you were to think, if you were to like describe Steve Rogers' arc, it would be he starts out being a willing participant, volunteering even to fight for who he sees as the good guys, the American government. And he comes to learn that the American government isn't what he thought it was. So he has always fought for freedom whether he was fighting Nazis or he was fighting the government, he's always fighting for freedom. I think he's that, been anti-fascist I, the entire time, which is what his arc was that like, you got to see a little bit more of that in winter soldier when he was telling Nick Fury, that's not freedom. When he's talking about project insight. I have um, Captain America's shield. So I, I thought, I thought uh, I didn't see Captain America. I heard about Captain America. The first one I saw with the Avengers, I heard that Captain America was coming out. I'm like, that's a dumb name. And then I just didn't see it. <laughs> um, and, but uh, when you see it and you go through his three movies, specifically his three movies, he goes through this massive arc and his, I, his perspective changes, but his ideals don't, which is what makes him a great character. Exactly. And I, I just, oh my God, he's still my favorite. And he has the longest time span of anyone mm -hmm. because he start he was born in like 1917. Yeah, he was born in I love the fact that Endgame ends in 2025, 2024. So he's over a hundred years old by the end of Endgame. But actually by the time we see him in Endgame, because he has gone to an alternate timeline and lived out his unnaturally long life, he's closer to two hundred years old by the time we see him again. I mean you, you, it's really good. <laughs> So good. Yeah. I, I love his character. Um, I love everything he goes through. And I think the reason I love Winters, I love First Avengers so much is because when I watch it now, I know how far he's come from there to uh, basically Endgame. Yeah, that and it's a war movie. And you like yeah, it. and I love war movies. So it's my genre. Uh, he's, he's basically my favorite character. And it's it's just... Which probably also explains why I don't like Winter's or not Winter so uh First Avenger as much because I don't like war movies. I so mean, that'll do it. Yeah. It's and it to me it was like 
Okay, so I, unlike you, I jumped on this train with Iron Man. I saw it and I was like, that's good. Because let's face it, before, like everybody looks at me now as a Marvel buff or a Star Wars buff, but I came about this as a movie buff. Mm-hmm. If it's a movie, I'm going to see it. Just it's, if it's an action movie, if it's sci-fi, because those are my favorite genres. I will watch damn near anything. In the 90s, I hated romantic movies, yet I would watch them. Really? Because I, yeah, because I'm a movie buff. I love movies, and I feel like I'm missing out on something if I'm not watching something. Now I'm like old and crotchety, and I'm like, now <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm like, 42. I've seen, like, if, if it looks like shit, I'm not going to waste my time. Mm. But when I was younger, I was like, no, I owe it to myself to be educated, to open my eyes, to see stuff. So that's why I keep saying when you're like, oh, you won't. Blah, blah, blah. No, you're, you're at, I was already where you're at. I'm past that. I'm 20 years down the line. Mm. And I remember I started watching movies like as a teenager. I'm still discovering and movies, I had which is why. movie passes so I could go to the movies constantly. I was watching four or five movies a day every day for years if i had if i had a movie pass and i didn't have to pay per ticket i'd 100 have seen so many more movies no i'm talking well i have that now but i was talking about back then when i had a blockbuster movie pass oh and i could just rent movies left and right like i would back then movie tickets were only like five to seven dollars and i look really young so i would just perpetually use a student discount that's funny so i would only pay like five bucks per movie and i would see every single movie that came out mainstream but then i would like drive across town and see all the art house movies and then i would go to blockbuster and rent foreign movies that's why i've seen so many different movies because mainly because of my blockbuster movie pass because only a few movies would come out like back in the 90s there weren't like thousands of movies coming out every single day it was like every weekend there'd be like three but i would go to blockbuster and watch anything i hadn't seen and I made the rounds through Blockbuster. Funny is Anytime that doing... something new was coming in, I was right there. Like, let's do it. Put it into my veins. I'm doing that exact thing with streaming. If it's on streaming and I don't have to pay for it, I'm basically in. See, and then, so after doing that, then you add streaming to it. And then you add movie passes that allow, and now there are more movies coming out every year. And now because of globalization, now I can see way more foreign films. Uh-huh. That's why I'm to the point where, you know, I ended up getting to the point where it was like, if it seems, if it's something that I feel like I've seen already, like you get, after you watch so many movies that feel like the exact same thing, you feel like you're just watching retreads. So, you know, people get pissed at reboots. Okay. Yeah. Well, they're movies, movie themes and particular stories. It's the same thing. It feels like, like if you watch a retread of something that's already happened, you're like, why, why, why do I need to watch that? I've already seen this and I've seen that. And it looks like it's exactly those two things. And then you hear a review and somebody's like, it was, feels like it was those two things. And you're like, I bit the bullet. I didn't waste an hour and a half or two hours of my life watching that stupid shit. That's why I sound like the cranky old woman who's like, no, I'm not going to watch that because that looks stupid. And so, yeah, I sound like I'm some like judgmental asshole but I earned that. Yeah, you did. I've been watching movies for you've seen, 30 years. You've seen over like 3,000 movies at this point. I've seen thousands and thousands of movies. Yes. Yeah, you so, basically nailed it. Uh, I, yeah, so I've earned the right to be a cranky old asshole going, get off my lawn with that fucking movie. One of the things that I've learned through doing this is that I can't watch like tons of movies and not just feel like 
I'm just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't work. I just get burnt out and then this podcast goes to hell. And exactly. Then, See, and that's, that's and, the difference is that like, I literally did that though. Like, remember when I was like, I started thinking like, oh, I can't give you five movies. Okay, maybe four movies, maybe three movies. Maybe we'll just talk about two movies. You know what? Let's just one. We're just going to talk about one yeah. movie every week. And that way it's not a chore for you. Because for me, when I was watching five movies a day, it was not a chore. I used it to was do what that. I wanted to do. I used to do that. And I used to watch like tons of movies. Um, and then I'm just like, I want to do other stuff. I want to, I want to have this as like a hobby and then do just other things and be around people and do stuff. And then, the, and then we changed it and this fucking quarantine happened. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> well, for me, um, like years ago, so, so this is like, remember how we were talking about like the difference between us with movies for you? Like, Oh, it's just a hobby for me. Movies were an escape. Life was kind of shitty when I was a teenager. Like I, I, it wasn't great. Um, so movies were an escape. So that's why I hate it when people like talk through movies or use their phone because I am in that realm. I am on Asgard with Thor. I am there. I am in the water with Aquaman. So don't do anything to pull me out of it and bring me back to real life. Let me stay in that world and get lost in the fantasy. That's why I love sci-fi. Because sci-fi is the easiest to take you out of your shitty real life and it takes you far away. I really like um, um I really like that. I like that like when people are like, ah, this is stupid because it's a dumb B movie and it's and it's really weird and silly. And I'm like, yeah, it's meant to be. That's the that's on the fucking poster. That's their tagline. People that complain that th- that things are weird and stupid and therefore it's so bad it's good. I'm like, no, if you enjoyed it and it's exactly what it wanted to be, then it's not so bad it's good, it's just good. Yeah, but there are movies that are so bad it's good. Yeah, like the room. Like, yeah, like the room and cats, and fucking cats. Oh my god, everything about cats. So, um, do you want to talk about Marvel movies? Um, I feel like we talked about Marvel movies because at this point we've been talking for nearly two hours. We haven't brought up Endgame. We did. We talked. It, Endgame was in the. Uh, it's in the top with Captain Captain America, Winter Soldier, Civil War, and Avengers. Okay. Endgame is so with Endgame. I feel okay, like we so didn't talk I, I about it enough because it's basically your favorite movie, despite the fact that you can't rank them. It's basically Endgame. No, no, not at all. Okay. Because again, like I said, my you for cried. One, it was awesome. Don't make me. I, I cried during Guardians Volume Two. <laughs> okay, so I I seldom ever cry. I'm really not an emotional person, but fucking yonder, man. God damn. Like, yeah, that if you didn't cry during what if when watching Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, you do not have a soul. <laughs> um, Endgame, I, oh, so emotional! So, everything and it's all of it, and it just happens, and it's right there. Um, so the reason why I won't say Endgame is my absolute favorite movie is because, again, when it comes to rewatchability, it takes such an emotional toll, uh-huh. it's like a journey. So what, what I, I like, don't watch it all the time. I would rather put mm. in Avengers or uh, Winter Soldier or to me, Winter Soldier is fast. Even though Winter Soldier is over two hours, mm-hmm. it still feels like it's a quick movie. Yeah, it I feels like really fast. Everything happens so fast. Yeah. Um, um, and also Civil War, like you, you may want to just let me be alone when I watch Civil <laughs> War because it doesn't get pretty. 
But um, my friends actually gave me a nickname over watching Civil War, which yeah. I'm not going to discuss here. Oh, no. you big nope. tease. Yep. Uh, <laughs> if any of them ever decide to listen to this podcast or go on a live stream, Tweet me. they can tell you what it is. Um, they, yeah, they, so far, none of them watched, none of the friends that gave me that nickname actually listened to the podcast. If any of them decide to, then yeah, they can, they can come on a live stream and tell you then. But if not, and then they can tell you the story behind it. Right, but exactly. if not, then you'll just never know. Oh, God um, damn it. Yep. So Endgame is an emotion, Endgame is like a vacation and it's like therapy, but it's <laughs> so, it has such a huge emotional impact that it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that every week. Whereas like Winter Soldier, I can watch that every day and not have a problem with that. What um, I like, what, one of the things that I really like about um, Endgame is that they basically do everything that the internet said they should have done in Infinity War in like the first 10 minutes. And then like, okay, we've done all that. Now let's do the real thing. Because it's basically like, they go for the head and they immediately kill Thanos. And it's like, how? Do, why aren't they just going to, they could just go there with Captain Marvel and punch him in the face really, really hard. And then they do all that. And then he has destroyed the Infinity Stones anyway. Cause he's just like, I do not want to be tempted now that I've completed my goal. And I do not want anyone else to do this because what I've done is for the best and fuck you. And then, and but then, also the reason why they were able to take him on so easily and decapitate him is because he he let it go. He yeah, gave it up. He, he gave he was it like, up. I achieved my goal. I don't care if you kill me now. That's yeah. why he let them do it. Yeah. I, yes. But like literally all that happened in the first ten minutes, and it's just like, here's what the internet thinks we should do, and why it wouldn't have worked, and we're back, and then we do something way better, but also like way more fan servicey like time travel how do we time travel go to the previous movies do you know that's that <laughs> line from hail from um the comics that everyone was like what the fuck when captain america said hail hydra we're gonna have that line in this and it's gonna be awesome oh, that was so awesome that was so awesome and then, so, and, and then, oh, and then hey and you, then know, he you know that bit avengers assemble Sick. oh, oh. And, and the then, best part is he doesn't shout it he just whispers he's like avengers Assemble. And it was like, ah! you lose your mind. And you what's, what's really funny is awesome. if you think about literally everyone else, he's like, Avengers! Assemble. What was that? <laughs> we didn't, we didn't hear that. You, do we fight now? And they like, got the spirit, okay? Yeah, it's very <laughs> <They understood>. funny. <laughs> it's very funny. And I, and I just, people just make fun of that bit. And, it, and what's great about um, a movie that you can make fun of and still love is that it's good enough so that you can make fun of the silly bits and then still love it. And I love the fact that they go to, uh, they go to um, Thor 2 and it's just like, hey, uh -huh. remember everyone's least, everyone's least favorite movie? Yeah, we're doing that. Fuck you. <laughs> and then it turns out that, the, that like, tons of people are writing on this and then they just had people like, write different segments, I think. No. Um, what happened was the writers are Marcus and McFeely. But the people who write different characters, like, for example, Captain America has always worked in, um, in Infinity War and Endgame because the guys who wrote Infinity War and Endgame oh, were Marcus and McFeely, who were the guys who wrote all of the Captain America movies. So any character in Captain America that was written by them, yeah, they sound the same because it's the same dudes writing them. The reason why all of the Guardians sound exactly the way they're supposed to is because they brought in James Gunn to help with the dialogue for the Guardians characters. 
the reason why um, Thor sounds the way that he did in Ragnarok or why, you know, he's, his character arc is uh, continued is because they brought in Taika Waititi. That's really clever. You bring in the people who wrote the characters in the first place and who wrote them well. And you're like, yeah, you, what would this character say in this situation? Like, this is where I want to put him in. And then you have James Gunn come in and be like, well, Star-Lord would say this. So, um, with, so it was really just the two writers, but they, so Marcus McFeely makes uh, sure that the characters were correct. What? Marcus McFeely, are they usually a team? Yes. Okay, so... Like, um, well, just like the Russo brothers. That makes sense. So, um, uh, Christopher Marcus wrote the Narnia movies and just Pain and Gain and um, two others that uh, don't look good. And then they wrote Thor, The Dark World, the Captain America movies, and then Endgame and Infinity War. And what's really funny is that, like, the Captain America... Uh, is great in that obviously but also they focus a lot (laughs) on Thor the Dark World segments well yeah because it was the it was the ending of the Thor character arc and it makes it that makes sense and I don't think it has to do with the fact that they wrote Thor the Dark World it had to do with the fact of where Thor was at the time of Endgame you wouldn't have gone back to Ragnarok you wouldn't have gone back to the original Thor you would have it made perfect sense for him to go to, to Ragnarok for one that's where the that like that's the year that they went to like so it makes sense for that to happen then um it was 2012 or well around 2012 and um that's when Jane had the um the stones or had the ether but two because that's when he lost his mother remember Thor's journey was in Ragnarok, he lost his father. At the beginning of Endgame, he loses his brother. And he had to kill his sister. So at this point in Endgame, you would have him go back to the mother that he lost. So that made perfect sense to me. You you kind of had to go back to the Dark World. I really like. And also that's when, like in Thor, there were no Infinity Stones. So there's no reason to go back to Thor. And in Thor Ragnarok... There were no Infinity Stones in that either. No, they were the Tesseract. So you had to go back to the Dark World. There wasn't. Wasn't there an Infinity Stone in Thor Ragnarok? I'm pretty sure there was. The only thing in Thor Ragnarok was the Tesseract. That's it. Isn't but there that was. A, it was like a, a blink and you miss it scene where just, Loki went to get Surtur's um, crown and he passed the Tesseract and he stopped. I'm just. That's literally it. I'm just questioning if the Tesseract itself contains an Infinity Stone in it. Yes, you were not paying attention. Nope. Yes, that okay. happened in Infinity War. Okay. It, when um, Thanos takes it from Loki and crushes the cube and gets the stone, it's the Reality Stone, and he puts. Oh no, I'm sorry. Reality Stone is the Ether. Um, the Tesseract is the um, the Mind Stone. Yeah. So people Wait. think. No, it isn't. Okay. No, it isn't. The Mind Stone is the one that's inside Vision's head. Yeah, he he's got the uh, blue stone. Which one's blue? Yeah, but what, I'm trying to think of the things. There's Power Stone, the Mind Stone. The, um, so the Power Stone. Rea- is, it's the, it's the um, I keep wanting to say reality. Reality? So it's, not. it's the one that like transports you. I can't oh. remember what the name is of it. Uh, the Teleportation Stone. Space Stone. Space that's what stone. it is. That's the Space that's Stone. better name. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. uh, so Endgame, full of fan service. It's basically a massive payoff to um, character arcs and, and, if you wanted to, and if you wanted to just stop watching Marvel now, which I think is a fine thing to want to do, 
uh, if you wanted to stop watching now, you could ha use Endgame as just like, okay, and now it's over. Which I, which I think works really well because they, they get, because Marvel now gets to build up again with new characters and for, and for the audience that wants to stick around and for an entirely new audience. And then, um, and then for other people that want to stop, they have the end, they have Endgame, which works well. So I think that the fact that it works as an endpoint to this entire saga is great. I'm still going to watch Marvel movies though, because I'm a sucker. Yeah, not that big a sucker. You missed four of them. That's a good point. And, and for me now, I'm going to watch the ones that you say are really, really good. And any that you're like, it's fine, or I like it. I'm just going to be like, do you though? Do you though? Um, here's the thing. Like, I want to see Between the, the two of us, if any of us, if either of us is a sucker, it's me. Mm, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. The sucker um, for Marvel movies in particular, not in general. Yeah. But a sucker for Marvel movies. That's true. Because, like, I want to, from, like, I think after Age of Ultron, up until Endgame, I just wanted to watch every single Marvel movie, except for Thor, apparently. Um, no. Which is you... still my favorite one. God damn it. Wait, you haven't seen you haven't seen um, Ant Man and the Wasp. I saw Wait, Ant Man. Or, and the did Wasp. you see that one? I saw Ant Man okay. and the Wasp, and I didn't see you Captain didn't Marvel Doctor because Strange. of the internet. You didn't see Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Thor: The Dark World, or uh, Far From Home, hmm. right? Yeah, apparently I just skip movies that don't look that good. Well, I mean that's fine. Um, it's, that's what other. That's what most people do. I'm just. I'm um, I'm in. I'm in for a penny you, and for a pound. In. So you know. I I don't care about. By the time the Avengers came, my fate was sealed. I was done. I was. I, by the time the Avengers came along, I was Captain America, and I told Marvel, "I'm with you to the end of the line, pal." Um, that's me. So for me, what I like, I just watch movies individually, and I was barely keeping up with the Infinity Stone thing. I'm like, was that Infinity Stone? Doesn't matter. Probably. Um. And so what I'm going to do now is basically what I've always done and just watch the movies I'm interested in. Like, I don't care about um, Black Widow, but I do care about The Eternals. That looks interesting. And, even, and if the trailers turn out to be bad, I'll just not watch it and not care. Because I think the Marvel's biggest marketing tactic is the um, fear of missing out. And I don't have that. Maybe. Not anymore. Um, honestly, I don't think that's their biggest marketing tactic because... Yeah, the biggest marketing tactic I is think, that their movies are good. Yes, that's their biggest marketing tactic. Um, because fear of missing out only works on people like me who will see, like I said, after Avengers came out, I was with them to the end of the line. It doesn't matter what they put out, I'm gonna watch it. Um, that does not extend to their TV shows, though. I didn't watch Jessica... I didn't watch Luke Cage. I didn't watch, like, I, there's a lot that I didn't finish. Um, I didn't finish The Punisher. I started, but it was like uber violent. And I was like, mm, not really, no. I, I really feel like liked um, season one of Daredevil. And then I was going to see season two and I just sort of didn't. So um, I think season two might, uh, was it the best season? What? I don't know. Season three was pretty good. Uh, I, I liked all three seasons of Daredevil. Um, I like so you being a character person will probably like season three the best, but that doesn't mean season two was good. Um, season okay. two had more like action, but in season three he had to like rebuild himself 
because season three happened after the defenders um and in the defenders like literally a building was dropped on him and everybody thought he was dead and so in season three he it begins with him like crawling himself out of the rubble what do people not like the defenders i can't i can't remember if people just people didn't like the defenders um the defenders was not great um yeah it just it didn't the defenders wasn't great if you um it was decent i enjoyed it but i'm a nerd who watches this stuff night and day you you um can convince me to watch a movie as long as i have access to it relatively easily but when it comes to a tv show i'm just like hmm do I though? Because it's like ten hours. See, you you stole that for me because I said that exact same thing when you guys were trying to convince me to watch The Good Place. Mm, you can true. convince me to watch a two-hour movie, but you can't convince me to watch a thirty-minute episode of something that I don't feel like I want to watch. And I feel like because that, odds are like it's the same thing. We we have the same thing where it's just like it's yeah. just different. It's just it's just a lot of time. Like, you had to convince me to watch Archer, which yeah. was a good decision. Um, and I love it. And also, it's very quick, which is my favorite part. Um, and, but, like, for, for, like, the Defenders, it's just, like, just because of references, I'm not going to see it. I don't care. Yeah, the Defenders is not something that I would suggest for you to watch. I don't think you would like it. Do you um, have- I do think that you would like Daredevil if you decided to watch it. Is it um, but or is it on Disney Plus? It, yeah, it's still on Netflix. All right. No, it won't go on Disney Plus. It's still on Netflix. Um, okay. If if I were to give you anything to watch, it would be Amazon Prime's Upload. Upload? I think that it's a cute story. Okay. And I think you would like it. Good. And it's already been approved for season two. Cool. I'm not going to tell you anything about it because I knew fuck all about it when I decided to watch it, and I thought it was cute. Um. So yeah, that's my one recommendation is watching Upload. So what are we going to talk about next week? Because you are the one, it's back on you to decide what we watch or talk I want, about. For I, want to t- I want to go for a Bollywood movie, but I don't know which one yet. Okay. So you want we Bollywood can discuss stuff? it, but we're definitely going to do a Bollywood movie. All right. Nifty. All right. All right. If you liked what you just heard, do us a favor, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. Because why wouldn't you? We're some somewhat funny. I mean, you got to admit we're entertaining. We're dorks, but we're entertaining. We're fucking delightful. Share the love. Also, follow us on all the links that are in the description. Bye.